0: Hey everybody, this week for episode 50 on All Things Fishing, we've got a great show lined up for you guys today. This week we'll be talking about picking the right rod for your lures, testing the Z-Rust feature on the Flambeau tackle trays, as well as um, introducing a new segment. Hey everybody, I'm super excited to be recording the 50th episode of the All Things Fishing podcast this week. And this week, like I said in the introduction, for the main part of the episode, we will be talking about picking the right lures for your rods, or picking the right rods for your lures, whichever way you want to look at that. But also we have some I have a couple announcements to make. So first off, um I have a new segment like I talked about, and it's gonna be called Lure of the Week. So basically what this segment will be, it'll just give the uh the, give the give the show a bit more, I guess you could say character, but just a bit more like the shows have not the episodes have not been super long, so a bit more runtime. Um, so lure of the week is going to be, basically, I will pick a, um, a lure that, based on what the weather looks like and what the water temperature and color around, like, um, that I fish looks like, based on all that, I will basically just decide what, um, no, I'll just make an educated guess, I guess you could say, um, on what lure would, what type of lure what color and then what, like, brand would be good for fishing that week. And then, um, so basically that's how it'll be. And then, um, the next week, so next week when, um, next week's episode comes out, I will, in that episode, basically just take the lure that really did work for that week and like, see if I was right. Um, uh, like compare it to the lure that I guessed would work for the week and see like how, um, how much, like how, how comparable they were and if my guess was right. And then I'll just, um, guess again and hopefully it'll be right next week. So that is um, that's lure of the week. I'm pretty excited about it I've been thinking about it for a while uh, so yeah so that's how I'm gonna do it hopefully um, it'll help you guys pick what lure to throw but um, this is not going to be like the best lure obviously this is not going to be the lure that will work everywhere in the United States like I, for like someone like me who lives in the DC area um, it is not like it, like if you live in, if you live in um, Michigan that is probably not the lure to throw right now. So, um, just with that in your mind, I hope you guys like that segment, and for the lure of the week this week, we've got the Cotton Cordell Super Spot. So, just based on the water, temperature, and the color, this is the lure I would pick to throw in really whatever pattern and color you can find it in. It's just a great lure. It's like 3 bucks at Walmart. So, uh, the Cotton Cordell Super Spot is the lure I would throw um, for bass this week. So, next up, um, I'll talk about how fishing has been going the past week since I last recorded. Um, I really only gotten to fish once. That's when I really paid attention to the water and how it looked and, um, to see like what lure I would throw this week. Um, we didn't catch anything, so it was not great fishing. The fishing is not, the um, catfish fishing has not been the greatest over the past few weeks. Hopefully it'll get better before the summer ends. Um, yeah. So I got another announcement to make here. Uh, we got Z rust, so I'm testing the flam. I'm doing like not an official test, but like for me, it's an official test on um, the uh, Z rust dividers that Flambo makes. So basically, most people have heard about the Flambo um, dividers, the Z rust dividers that keep rust basically away from your tackle, um, and it's just like some uh, like the the dividers in uh their, in Flambo's tackle trays are just infused with like, it's supposed, it's like, a, it's a chemical, but it's not, it's like advertised as not being harmful, um, it doesn't, like, you can't smell it, but it just like, co- it coats your hook, supposedly it coats your hooks with, um, just like a bit of, uh, it coats your hooks with just like that, um, Z-Rust, and it, um, supposedly keeps the, uh, rust off your hooks. I've used these tackle trays pretty hard, um, pretty like, I've used them, I've not taken care of them at all, so I've not, done an affi- I've not done, like, a full test like this. I've only used them a bit. Like, I've used them hard, but I've not used them for, like, months. So um, usually, really, if you're looking for any tackle trays, or like if you're looking for any flambeau tackle trays, just, like, regular ones, um, it'll, like, advertise the Z-Rust feature on them, and it'll have, like, a picture of a box with Z-Rust protection, and then that, that one will be, like, really just, like, all sparkling and shiny. And then below that, there will be a picture of a box with, um, with supposedly without the Z-Rust protection with, that is going to be like, that has like a ton of rust on it and it does not look good. All those, it's got like some, uh, plier. they, both boxes have the same, like the same stuff and it's like one box is rusted. Then the one that supposedly has the Z-Rust protection is not rusted. It's all sparkly. So I'm going to test that this week. It gives you, it tells you the test, so the picture at the bottom and like really fine print tells you the test that they do. So the test that they supposedly do. Is that they uh, is they um, they take those two boxes, one with zero protection, one without it, and they um, put some tackle in it in both of them, and they dip it in salt water, and then they um, rinse it with fresh water, and then they leave them in the bed of a truck for a week, and then so I'm gonna do that test. I don't have I I don't have a truck. Uh, we don't have trucks, so I'll basically just um, I'll just put it in, I'll just put it in my backyard for a week. And see how it looks. I'll open them up next week on the show and I'll I'll tell you guys I'll compare them. I'll tell you guys which one rusted, which one didn't. I'll see if it actually works as well as Flambeau says it does. Um and if it does, like I already really like Flambeau as a company, they should make really good um tackle trays. So if it does, I'll tell you guys, and if it doesn't, then I don't know, I still really like Flambeau. But that if they has really has that level of rust protection, I will be very impressed. So yeah. I will um I'll open those up on the show next week and we'll see how it looks. So that's been it's been a lot of talking about stuff other than the main episode. So for the main episode part of the episode today, we got picking the right lures for your or picking the right rod for your lures. So really, we'll just like um take, we'll basically just like pick. Uh, so this will hopefully this like uh, this show is bit This episode is basically going to help you guys if you are trying to get a bit more um you're trying to get a bit more specific with the types of lures that you put on your rods. So like if you're if you want to if you have the money and you want to buy like two or three more setups, these setups will basically um they'll basically cover you if you have um they'll basically like they, I'll have like a basically a list of lures that you can throw on like medium rods and I'll have a list of lures you can throw on medium heavy rods. So I'll go ahead and get into that. So, for spinners, uh, micro baits finesse jigs and spoons you're going to want a medium light or light action rod so that rod is just going to give you a lot more sensitivity it's going to be like if you get a nice one it's going to be sensitive no matter what though because it's medium light or medium or sorry medium light or or light then it is going to be then it's going to be like a very it's going to be a very sensitive rod it's going to be very bendy you're going to be able to feel bites very well so that's what you're going to want to use for spinners micro baits finesse jigs or, um, spoons and then you're going to want a five and a half foot rod for those and then generally you're going to want a spinning re- really no matter what you want a spinning reel for this because it's just so much easier to cast um, light lures on spinning on a spinning rig um, than it is on a bait caster or a spin caster so basically um, and then on that reel you're going to want four to eight pound line So anything between 4 and 8 pounds really, um, it'll just give you some extra sensitivity in the line there, and also the fish will not be able to see it as well. And then um, for that line type, you're going to want either uh, mono or fluoro. So next up is medium depth crankbaits, lipless crankbaits, jerkbaits, spinners, bigger spinners specifically, and then regular size jigs. So this medium action rod... Is like crankbaits. No matter what, you want a medium action rod for crankbaits. It's just like if you're a big crankbait fisherman, it's worth it to get a nice, uh, a nice medium action rod because it's just easier to use crankbaits on medium action rods. Um, and then really, lipless crankbaits, uh, jerkbaits, and uh, spinner like regular big spinners and uh, regular size jigs are just um, other things that are uh, convenient to throw um, on a on um, a medium action rod. So on that rod, you're also going to want, for those lures, you're also going to want six through seven foot, a uh, six through seven foot rod. Um, and that rod is um, really, it could be six, it could be six and a quarter, it could be six and a half, it could be, um, it could be a uh, seven foot rod. So really anything between six and seven foot rods is going to be what you want for these crankbaits. Personally, I like six and a half foot rods um, really for anything in that category um because i just it's they compact they're smaller you don't need a giant rod so yeah and then for these i just prefer um baitcaster reels for these types of lures um you can just cast far you can not not really cast farther than on a spinning rig but you can cast more accurately than on a spinning rig with these and um, on that reel you're going to want 15 to 20 pound line and you're going to want mono or braid so I would prefer braid probably prefer like prefer- braid is going to be preferable for these types of lures and then um yeah braid is going to be preferable for these types of lures but it's more expensive than mono and mono will absolutely do the job. So next up you're going to want jointed swimbaits um uh deep diving crankbaits or frogs. So on these on like on joint baits, deep diving crankbaits or frogs, you're also going to um for those, like for the rod you're going to get for those, you're going to want a medium to or medium heavy action rod. Then you're going to want it to be six and a half feet specifically because that's just the best length for me that I found. So six and a half really to seven feet, I guess, but six and a half is going to be the best. And then you're going to want a, um, a bait caster or spinning reel for these. And then on that reel, you're going to want 15 through 65 pound braid, uh, really, uh, 15 through 65 pound, uh, mono, flora, or braid. So the reason I have 15 to 65, the reason I have such a wide, um, selection of line types and, uh, uh, tests is because, um, the reason I have such like a wide selection there is because, um, the thing at the end is frogs and frogs is basically just like, it might even be worth it to get a whole nother setup just for frogging. Because some of these others you could just you could also do on the medium on um, the medium action rod that I mentioned earlier, but for frogs you need to have like anything over fifty pound um, fifty pound line and it has to be braid because you're pulling your um your line's going to be like rubbing against everything in that water when uh, in the um, situations that you'll be using frogs, and um, it also doesn't matter because the fish like. The fish can't it doesn't matter how thick the line is like the bass aren't going to be able to see the line to be like scared away by it because it's going to be on the top of the water because it's not going to be able to sink through whatever scum you're going to be using a frog on top of so again joining swim baits deep diving crank baits deep diving crank baits and frogs you're going to want to throw on a medium or medium heavy action rod six and a half foot rod uh, spinning or bait casting reel um, 15, or, uh, 15 to 65 pound, uh, mono, flora, or braid on that reel. So, next up, uh, technically, these is a soft plastics category. You could throw soft plastics on the, um, raw, on the medium action rod for medium depth crankbaits, and then, uh, lipless crankbaits and all that other stuff. You could throw them on there, but it's worth it to have a, um, if you're, like, a big bass fisherman, it's worth it to have, um, it's worth it to have uh, a whole another setup for your uh, a whole another setup for your uh, soft plastics. So this ro- for soft pla- for really any soft plastics, um, except like giant paddle tail swim baits. I'll talk about those in a minute. But mo- for the majority of soft plastics, you're going you like it has to be medium a medium action rod, um, six and a half foot or seven really six and a half to seven and a half foot rod length. Um, and then mono or fluoro and 10 to 15 pound, um, test. So that'll cover, like, um, really you just, you want the medium action cause it'll be, it'll be sensitive, but also strong. And then for a uh, six and a half to seven foot rod. So for the seven, really you're going to want seven and a, like a really long rod for these. Cause you can like, you're going to, you're going to want a long rod really for any type of, um, uh, soft plastic fishing. So yeah. And then next up. In the more saltwater category, but not really specifically saltwater, um, for big jigs, like big striper bucktail jigs, you're going to want, uh, and then also uh, big jerkbaits, uh, and then giant paddle tail swim baits you're, gonna want a, um, you're going to want a, you're uh, going to want a heavy rod action, like no matter what, it has to be heavy, um, and then 7 to 8 foot rod length, and then 20 to 40 pound braid. So those big, like I have like some two ounce or three ounce uh, bucktail jigs that are massive. You can't throw on anything else other than he- heavy action. And then I got like a giant, uh, a giant um, jerk bait made by Daiwa, a giant. So like this thing's like three, or, like this thing's probably six or seven inches long. I'll, I'll measure it in a minute, but it might even be like ten inches. It's a big, like there, there's some big lures out there, and a heavy, having like a heavy action rod. If you're using these lures, having a heavy action rod with um seven to eight foot rod length and then also a spinning reel no matter what and twenty to forty pound braid will just be that's basically the perfect setup for that type of uh for that type of fishing. So that's the episode for today. Um probably half this episode was not even the stuff that uh not even the main part of the episode. But um so hopefully that uh picking hopefully that matching rods to lures and rod action and stuff and the types of reels. Hopefully that helped you guys. Um again, you can just get like an Agua Garcia Black Max and a cheap rod from Walmart and you can use all these lures except like the big saltwater ones on that rod and it'll be fine. So really this is just like if you're a big if you're like a if you're a bass fisherman, you're really into bass fishing, um and this is something if, you're, if you want to get more like if you're trying to get more like I guess professional with your setups, then this is like something that will just um this will be like specific if you're trying to get really more specific and professional with your setups um hopefully this helped you pick what lure or what rod to get for certain types of lures um yeah so actually right now i'm going to go do the uh the um uh z rust divider the z rust infused divider test and i'll talk about the results from that on uh, the show next week and uh, i'll see you guys then